Welcome back to Love Lindsay, a captivating podcast that delves into the realm of things we've written in the past and embraces the sometimes cringy nostalgia that accompanies it. Hello, hello. Welcome back, my Lindsay lovers. That's what I decided to call you guys. <laughs> I was telling Eddie about how I was trying to come up with a name to call my podcast listeners. And I said, what about like the Lindsay loves or Lindsay lovers? And he's like, isn't that kind of conceited or like self-centered? And I'm like, you know what? Maybe, but it's obviously very like tongue in cheek, like ha ha, because it's a planned word. It's obviously that like, you know, the podcast is called Love Lindsay. So but then maybe you are indeed a live a Lindsay lover. Maybe you love me as a person, and that's cool too. And even if not, you're listening to this podcast. So I don't know. I just thought it was funny, and I tried to come up with other things. And he's like, "What about lovelies?" I'm like, "No, I don't think so." And I just think I'm very much a part of this generation that is kind of used to self-promotion. I'm very used to having like a blog and like a store or like merch to sell or like, I'm like, listen to this, watch this, read this. And I'm just kind of used to that like social media way of life. So I don't view it as self-centered. I view it as very funny and it'll just make the most hilarious merch ever. And this is just one big happy family with my listeners. So I now deem you the Lindsay lovers. Anyway, so how are you guys doing? How's it going? We're now getting deeper into the holiday season. And let me tell you, I'm getting deeper into the very stressful end of this semester I am so ready to be done, but I am loving being in the holiday season. I've been decorated since December 1st. My Christmas cards are mailed out. My presents are wrapped mostly. I had my really fun and special Jingle Bell Parade weekend that I was telling you guys about um, with my family downstate. And that was so amazing and so many great memories. Um, I did write a blog post about it that probably makes it sound like I wasn't having the best time because the blog post was all about infertility and how, you know, being around my brother's kids, I can feel nostalgic for something that I've never had like kids of my own, because we did try the fertility thing and it didn't work. And I just decided that I wasn't all about paying so much money to adopt when other people get to have kids for free. Basically, I was like, how am I going to go into debt for all of this um, before I even have the kid here to start spending money money on. So that's just a little peek into my infertility past. Um, so I did write a blog post about that and about how it kind of tugs on my ovaries a little bit because I wish that I had kids that I was making memories with as well. Um, but I, I absolutely love the experience. I'm so lucky and so grateful that I got two stepbrothers um, later in life for me and that they have kids so I can make memories with them and my niece and nephews are getting to the age where it's like fun to shop for them for toys and things that I would have liked that I remember getting when I was a kid so it's really cool I just I love it I'm so grateful there are so many things to me to be grateful for that I have and I'm all about gratitude. So even though, yes, you know, it's easy to feel left out or overwhelmed about what you don't have, I still very much am into being grateful for what I do have. And what I do have is a hell of a lot of free time and more energy to devote to other things. So because I don't have kids, it's easier for me to pursue 
this dream of going to grad school to be a social worker so that I can help more people um, so that we can start this business. And it's not that people with kids don't do those things. They absolutely do. And that's amazing. But I get to use that extra energy to help me a little bit more in my other goals and dreams. So the grass is always greener on the other side, you guys. That's just, that's the way it goes. If you haven't checked out my blog yet, it's at lindsaylumis.com. I'm doing blog myths this year. So I'm doing a blog a day every day during the month of December. And that's been so much fun to write to you guys again every day. Doing this podcast has reminded me of how much I love blogging and writing. Obviously, I'm writing every day on my own in my diaries and journals. I have loved hearing from you guys about how it's inspired you guys to write. I've had so many messages and so many people tell me in person that this podcast has helped them, not just with inspiring them to write and to record their history and their past and their present, but also with their mental health journeys. Thank you so much for your feedback on last week's uh, podcast episode about panic attacks. Um, I heard from people that it really helped them and made them feel like seen and heard, which is very much what I'm all about and what I want. And something did happen that I thought or I wondered if it was going to happen. I even had someone tell me that it kind of triggered them and it made them feel like they were going to get a panic attack listening to it because it's talking so much about the steps that lead up to having a panic attack and what it's like. And I'm like, yes, I kind of thought that would happen. But check that episode out if you haven't yet. It's a good one. That's last week's. This week's is going to be really good, too. I've got a lot of um, a lot more holiday and real content for you. Um so yeah, so that weekend went well. I'm getting off on tangents already. This is just how this day is going to be. Very, very tangent-esque. So the weekend went well. And I think I've told you about this recently. But I'm on kind of like my... I'm in very much of like my glow-up era. You know, I'm going back to school. I'm getting an education. I'm on this trail... Um, going towards being a social worker. I got extensions. I've been on my fitness journey. I found a gym that I really like and I'm making a lot of progress at. Not that my yoga classes and dance classes and all that and swimming at the Y aren't great, but I've just really found that I'm making strides and feeling my strongest going to more of like this boot camp style gym um, I just, I'm seeing a lot more progress, but I also realized I wasn't seeing as much progress for how much I work out because I do a really good, really hard workout every day for 45 minutes at least. And I also always get my 10,000 steps in. Like I'm a walking girl. I love my hot girl walks. Um, and I realized that, you know, I wasn't sure what to do because I track every calorie I eat and I'm a definitely an everything in moderation type of girly. And I went to the doctor and I talked to him about it and he's like, you need to eat just meat and vegetables. That's it. If you're not miserable, you're not going to lose weight. And that was disconcerting. I don't like that because I feel like you don't have to be miserable to, to lose weight. I see what he means because dieting and rolling back your calorie intake, you know, you do feel more fatigued. And I feel like I took what he said to me and I took that as doing a more low carb lifestyle. And it's not that I've always known, I've always been known that low carb works. I just felt like everything in moderation is more of the type of girl that I want to be. But because I have PCOS, which stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome, and because I have insulin resistance, I have to work that much harder to lose the weight and to have a body that looks like as hard as I work out. So I decided, you know what? He's right. If I have this thing working against me that makes me not like everybody else, then I have to kind of eat not like everyone else too. 
So I decided that low carb kind of keto lifestyle is the way to go. It's the way to be. And I've seen amazing results. And unlike when I did this in the early 2000s when it became trendy, I think it was called Atkins then. Um, now there are just like a slew of keto friendly type things for like cheat days. There's keto candy, there's keto cookies, there's keto bread, there's keto waffle mix, there's everything. So, and I don't want this podcast to be like a diet podcast or talking about like keto, like I'm going to start like hawking like protein bars or something. I'm just saying that I've found something that works for me and I was able to do it during my holiday weekend. For the first time ever, the day after Thanksgiving, I lost a pound. The day after this holiday weekend where I'm normally eating a lot of sugar and things like that, I lost another pound. Like that is just un unreal for me. Absolutely unreal. When I got there, there was pizza. I just took the cheese right off the pizza because I'm a I'm a cheese pizza girly. So I took the toppings. I took the cheese right off and ate that. The next day we had like a taco bar type deal. I ate just the toppings, the fillings of the taco. That's it. I didn't eat the candy, the cakes, nothing. I made sure to still compliment my mom on it because she works so hard, you guys, like putting this stuff out. She makes it look so beautiful, wonderful, delicious. So I made sure to compliment her on how delicious this homemade spice cake looked and how pretty it was because it really was pretty and so delicious. And but I also like I didn't eat it. So it's just finding that tricky balance and I brought my own like keto cookies. There's this brand called High Key that makes keto friendly cookies. So I did that. And I think next year I'll even bring my own keto. There's like low sugar hot chocolate. And I'll bring that because it did kind of suck when everyone's like, okay, we're going to get our hot chocolate and everyone gets hot chocolate for the parade. And they put in like peppermint schnapps and marshmallows and it smells so good. And it is just like so warming because we're standing outside looking at all the floats of the parade done up in Christmas lights and it's at nighttime. So it's kind of cold and I didn't have any, but, um, yeah, I already know like what I'm going to do differently next year. So this has just been really cool for me to finally make the progress for how hard I do work out and how hard I am working towards this. I'm just like on a glow up like journey very much. So like I'm all about, as you guys know, like self-improvement in every way possible. And I know for a fact that if you're listening to this podcast there's something about you that's like that as well. Otherwise, you wouldn't really be into this because this podcast is all about looking into our past and things we've written and kind of like um, being self-aware very much. And so that's how I know that you and me, me and you, we're going to be okay. We're going to be good because we're on, we're on our glow up era together very much. Um, I've got some cool, good holiday blogs to read to you guys today. I haven't forgotten about, I said recently, I think a few episodes ago that I'm working on kind of like a book about myself, um, about my life and my struggle with, um, mental illness. And so what I'm doing right now is I'm working on filling in those chapters of my life, um, that I haven't written about yet in my blog. So I have some of that to read to you guys. Maybe not today, but maybe later this month. I've got some um, stuff to read to you guys later on this month when we're getting into like New Year, New Year's resolutions and things that are like a reflection of the whole year that I'm really excited about. So yeah, how are you guys doing? Do me a favor, take a deep breath Let it all out. Unclench your jaw. Relax your eyes if you're not driving. 
If you're doing chores, because I know a lot of you listen to this podcast while you're doing chores and you're busy doing other stuff. I love that. That's great. We love a multitasking queen. Um, But just take a quick second to take a deep breath, wiggle your shoulders, relax them, get into your love Lindsay mode where we're just kind of in this family cozy atmosphere together and we're going to get into it. So this first blog post I'm going to read to you guys. Um, is called A Virtual Hug and Friendship. And I think it's really good. Um, It's a really good thing to read today because it's exactly what we all need. And what I wrote in here definitely reflects how I still feel about you all today. So this was published December 12th, 2020. And I start the blog saying, I just want to start off today's post by acknowledging how hard life is right now for most of us. I know things are hard for most of you for so many reasons. Whether you're working a job, but it's hard because it's a pandemic or you lost your job or you're about to lose your unemployment. I know many of us are missing family members, grieving deaths of loved ones and pets. We are struggling to afford health care and Christmas gifts. I know many of you have depression and severe anxiety that is currently out of control right now. I know it's hard. I'm going through it too. It's always hard for me to figure out how to balance the acknowledgement of hardships without flaunting my privilege or being too negative. I want this safe place for us to be a balance of everything. When I make a post that is all super happy and positive, just know that that it's not the only thing I'm feeling or going through that day. Same for when I post about a particular bad patch in my life. It doesn't mean that there's not also moments of calm and beauty that I'm appreciative of. When I post links to things to shop for or deals from Amazon, it doesn't mean that you have to shop to be happy. I'm actually very against the consumerism in this country and how our economy is based and how much we shop and how much shit we buy from companies that don't do a damn thing for us. I acknowledge that. I wish I didn't have to rely on large corporations to make money. Please know I'm always doing my best to work around that and eventually my goal is to be sustainable on my own without the help of certain billionaires. For the time being, I need to make enough money to support my family, and I hope that by being transparent on how I'm doing all of this, I can help you as well. Maybe you are someone like me who is too mentally unstable to have long-term, full-time employment. If you are, I feel you, boo. There's nothing wrong with you if you can cannot force yourself to do a daily hard job that you hate. I can't tell you how many times I've felt stupid or not good enough because I couldn't stand working a job for $11 an hour or more or less, but couldn't do it without feeling miserable because my boss or coworkers treated me like shit. I always felt like there was something wrong with me, but it's not me. It's the job. It's the toxic people. It's the unlivable wage. It's the lack of thoughtful and strong leadership. Or maybe the job and the people are mostly nice and mean well. And let's face it, most people do mean well and are not inherently bad. But truthfully, I just don't have the mental mental capacity to fight with my own illness and work hard for someone else's business at the same time. I can do it part-time or a few days a week for smaller amounts of time. But a full-time job for a business that is not my own is just not in the cards for me. And not having to work full-time doing, not having to work full-time is a privilege. Honest to God, I'm able to stay away from these situations that make my life unlivable, specifically because I am a white middle-class woman who came from a good family and education and married a really sweet and amazing man who supports me. Add to that the fact that we don't have children and you have a recipe for quote-unquote success. I put success in quotes because, yes, I am privileged and get along okay, but I have a lot of mental illness issues, 
trust issues, health problems, infertility, and a whole lot of baggage. It is what it is, and I got to make the most of it. Just like you got to make the most of what you have as well. Sometimes we have to buckle down and take that Dave Ramsey course so that we can stop sabotaging ourselves with debt. Sometimes we have to bite the bullet and go to therapy for that really hard trauma we had or drag our loved ones into therapy with us so that we can simply get along. Sometimes we got to do the workouts that are so hard that we cry. Sometimes we need to pull ourselves out of bed despite the physical and mental pain. Sometimes we need to take on jobs that really suck just to make ends meet. But this is not a bootstraps mentality I'm trying to push here. In fact, I can't stand that type of talk. The if you just, if you just lose weight, you'll feel better. If you just eat healthy, you won't be so depressed. If you just have kids and a family, you'll find meaning in life. If you just date that person, you'll be less lonely. Or if you just stay inside all day, every day, then no one can hurt you. There is no magic answer. There is only one action or step that we can take at a time. Do me a favor. Do one single thing for you today. For added benefit, make it a hard thing. If you haven't left the house in a minute, pull on your slippers and coat, take a step outside and take one huge deep breath. Go to your local health food store and grab an item with probiotics to help your mental health gut. Take some magnesium because that really helps. Start a savings fund in a can with coins you find around your house. Put on some Christmas music. Do some yoga. Brush your hair. Wash your face. Just do one stupid hard thing no matter how much you're dissolving in misery. I promise that it will be a step in the right direction. The hard thing I'm going to do today is work out despite my sore muscles and lack of sleep. I'll be there with you doing the stupid hard thing that I hate too. I promise. Please check in with me on social media or email or through this blog. Always feel free to reach out to me in any capacity. I love you so much. I hope you feel a big virtual hug from this blog and this podcast and it keeps you going. I promise to you that I'll be back here tomorrow and we can check in on each other. I'll be your friend. I love that blog post. It is just so on brand for me. This is who I am at my core. Okay. I might have blog posts about stuff to buy, stuff to do videos, things like that, like that are just, um, not about superficial things, but are just about other things. But at my very core, this is who I am as a person. This is what I want for me and you. I want you to be able to come here in this space and feel seen and feel heard. I want you to feel motivated, but relaxed. I want you to cringe I want you to be entertained. I want you to feel soothed. I just want the best for you. And I just want this to be a beneficial, mutually beneficial relationship for the both, both of us. Like this is a family. This is a movement we are starting about mental health and just being there for each other. And of course, about writing. So just keep that in mind, you guys. This is really something special that we have. And I hope that you do feel seen and heard. And I hope that me reading this blog to you and saying these things to you is going to help you feel better. The things that you're feeling will pass, I promise, because they always do, don't they? So let's move on to the next one. This is a cute one called Christmas Village on a Budget. I start the blog off saying, one of my favorite ways to decorate for Christmas is by making miniature villages. We all know I have a thing for miniatures and dollhouses. 
I also grew up with a great appreciation for trains and had the wooden style Brio trains growing up. A few years ago, Eddie and I started setting up our model railroad around our antique aluminum Christmas tree when the holidays came around. My very first Christmas village was a collection of vintage Putz houses, and that's P-U-T-Z. I think it's German. The Putz houses were passed down to me from my nanny. I really got into Putz houses in 2013 when I did some research about how the trend began. And then I started making my own paper glitter houses and gave one as a gift to everyone in my family that same year. You guys, I miss making those houses. I still have like a whole like lineup of them that I need to just gift because I was like, these are my favorite ones. I don't want to give them away. Anyway, back to the blog. I learned it became a trend in America during World War II to make your own putz houses at home since most available for sale in the United States were made in Japan and Japanese products temporarily, temporarily fell out of vogue because it was World War II. But even before then, the tradition of putz houses started in Central Europe sometime around the 1700s, and they kind of sound like fairy gardens to me. The original putzes started with family members, mostly the children, going out into the woods in late autumn to collect stones, moss, ferns, lichens, and twigs. The large stones were used for mountains, small branches of cedar and pine for trees. In later years, pieces of tinfoil were used to represent a waterfall. A mirror was used as a lake. All sorts of animals were added to bring the scene to life. There is no proper scale in putz houses. A three-inch tall cat can sit beside a two-inch tall cow. I love that. I can relate to the mismatching scales of miniatures as my dollhouse miniatures go from 1 16th scale to 1 12th and everything in between. Anyway, let's get back to the village. And then I show some links to some pictures. You guys check out this blog. If you want to see the pictures I posted on here, it's so cute. I want to share the really cute little miniature village buildings I just found at Dollar Store here in our town. I got the buildings from Dollar Tree, but here is the whole village set for sale on Amazon. I found that the little tea light buildings match perfectly with my Santa cable car, which is an ode to our previous hometown of San Francisco. And then I talk about a video I posted of them and the new, very inexpensive tea light buildings with a cable car in the background. I love the whole experience of our mantle this year. Be sure you have the sound on for the cute music in the video. You may notice some half-filled snow globes in our mantle in the video. That's because those are old snow globes given to me by my very special and loved grandpa in my childhood. He used to give me one every year. Has anyone ever refilled a snow globe, though, with water? Let me know. I also set up some villages in our bathroom this year. I bought a wall plug-in scent diffuser from Bath & Body Works that started me on a theme for the bathroom. I also got really cute little wooden building sets from the dollar section of Target, and they look perfect on the shelves in our bathroom. I'll take pictures for you guys and put them on a future blog. I also have another perfect village project lined up to start today, and that's decorating the inside of our display table in the living room with a snowy village scene. I talk more about that tomorrow, but for now, here's some links for your own display curio table to make your own miniature scene. And then I talk about how I listed some of my glitter paper houses for sale in my Etsy store. and. You know, honestly, I miss making those and I miss the girl that I was when I made all those houses, but that girl never left the house. So that's how she made all the paper houses. <laughs> so I think it's okay that I've moved on to like bigger and like more different things. You know what I mean? It's okay. Um, this next blog post is about panic attack tips and tricks. And I think this is a good follow-up to last week because last week was talking about what panic attacks feel like, where they come from, different symptoms, and just like 
how horrible they are. And this one talks about things that you can actually do for them. And the tips and tricks in here are for anxiety in general too, or just trying to relax or like stress relief. So it's not just for people that have panic attacks. So let's get into it. I start saying, hello, fellow anxious mental health warriors. Today, I want to talk more about anxiety, panic disorders, and panic attacks. I had a really bad patch of constant panic attacks late 2007 through the middle of 2008, and unfortunately, it seems the panic attack phase of my life has begun again. And that's where I am now, too. I had a really nice break, though. Even my darkest, most depressed, and overweight, and out-of-shape years were virtually panic attack-free. And it just seems so unfair and so wrong that after I lose 70 pounds, that's how much weight I lost the first year I moved back to Michigan, you guys. So that's a lot of weight. But you know what? Amazing, crazy things happen when you go from being like housebound, bedbound to like working and working out. The weight just kind of falls off. Anyway, it seems wrong that after I lose 70 pounds and get to the healthiest point of my adult life, they start back up and make me feel like something is wrong because it feels so wrong. It feels like something is wrong with your heart and lungs, but I know there is nothing wrong. I literally just had my billionth ECG done recently when I was hospitalized in August for dehydration. Yes, my heart rate is higher than normal. My resting heart rate today, for example, is 80 beats per minute, when normally it's 65 to 67 beats per minute, and my blood pressure is sometimes a little higher than normal lately. Sidebar, yes, we keep a blood pressure cuff at our house because an, a very anxious girl, me, lives here, and I'm always paranoid about my health, but also we recently had a nurse visit us to take all of my health information for my life insurance. Always be prepared, folks. There's a pandemic, and yes, most of us will survive, but you really should have money and documents set aside for your loved ones when your time comes, whether that's sooner or later. And I guess that was my little push to get you guys all to get health insurance. It's true, though. Like, you don't want to just, like, leave your, like, significant other hanging. Anyway, last night, I had to wake up Eddie again. That's so weird because... I say that in this blog last night to wake up Eddie. The same thing happened last night. Now, here, three years later. But it wasn't a panic attack and I didn't wake him up on purpose. But, like, I just woke up with, like, the worst nausea ever. Like, do you guys ever go to bed and you wake up with nausea and it's, like, the food or whatever you ate that's not agreeing with you is too far down to like throw up, but still your like stomach like goes into your rib cage and it just hurts. And he woke up cause I was sitting on the side of the bed and I was just like, I am not doing well, but I took some Alka-Seltzer, which always really helps. And I was able to fall back asleep. Thank God. So yeah, that's just so funny how, those two things are parallel. Anyway, last night I had to wake up Eddie again, and I hate doing that. He is so exhausted, and so am I. But when your heart is racing at 140 beats per minute while laying down, you just can't help the actions you take sometimes. I know I've had many moments this year, but especially after Peanut died, that I felt my heart racing. I needed to stop and take a break, and it calmed down immediately. Now, it seems, the attacks are back so strongly and fiercely that it takes some doing for them to stop. Trying to fall asleep when your heart is racing feels like you are dying. I want to escape into that black, dark bliss. I knew the anxiety has been really high lately due to many reasons, but it seems like 2020 has finally found its way into my nervous system. Now, fight or flight adrenaline train has started and it can't stop. Who remembers back in January when I had to go to the doctor for an urgent appointment for dizziness? Turns out, dizziness is a form of panic attack. Well, now I'm getting the old-fashioned version of it. Straight up heart racing terror. Last night's lasted about a half hour. It's like you want to run away, but you can't because you're so very dizzy when you take 
the medication to calm you down, it feels like you're sort of floating away into the darkness. I want to start a panic attack support group of sorts, but right now our life is so busy with other things. I've started a new employment opportunity. I get to work with my husband and it's in the mortuary business, but that's all the information I'm going to give for right now. LOL, not trying to be secretive, but there are so many new exciting plans in the works right now. I know I caught you guys up recently about my anxiety about working. Oh yeah, anxiety about working and having to quit my job at the cute little shop downtown, which I do miss, but not really at the same time. I loved that job, but during a pandemic, not so much. I hate not having control over how close people are getting and being able to tell them to wear their masks correctly because you're trying to sell them things and talk to them about local artists and not be their parents and keep correcting their mask hygiene, which is something that the owners told me to do. So how am I supposed to sell stuff and then tell them how to wear a mask at the same time? Like it just was too much. It was too much. I know we are all dealing with changes in real life due to this. Despite being quote unquote busy, how busy can you be during a pandemic really though when you're home all the time? LOL. I still want to create time and space to talk about anxiety and symptoms and panic. What sort of new anxiety symptoms are you experiencing? Anything? Faster heart rate? Harder to breathe? Racing thoughts? Let's normalize being open and honest about how we are feeling and what 2020 done to us long term, stress wise. Although I don't want to dwell on what we are fe feeling necessarily, like I don't want to focus on these symptoms and make them worse. But if we can relate to one another and think, gee, okay, I'm just feeling the same stressed out factors that everyone else is. I'm fine. Just things like that. Let me know in the comments or email me. And yeah, like sidebar, I think I like talking about this stuff so much because when I see like a TikTok or like somebody online, like a stranger who seems like they have their shit together and they're like, I have panic attacks, I have these symptoms, I'm like, oh, so it's really not just me. And I'm, there really isn't something wrong with me. It really is panic disorder and other people have it too and I'm not alone. It makes me feel so much better. I hope that it feels better to you guys too. Back to the blog. Also, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram and Facebook. I really want to hear from you guys and what you're experiencing and what you're doing to help yourself. This time, I feel like I'm reaching out to you guys more for help and ideas for myself. Here's some tips and tips and tricks I've learned for panic attacks so far. And this goes for anxiety or getting yourself out of a rough moment or bad feelings. Holding ice cubes acts as a really good distraction or putting like a cold pack on your head or your eyes. I love that. Deep breaths, even though it's really hard, especially lately, I've noticed the deep breaths are really hard to take because all of my muscles are clenched. Last night, working on relaxing each part of my body, starting from the feet up, helped me a lot. And then there's time. Uh, this one is the worst. Sometimes you just have to wait for the panic to pass because it's all a chemical reaction. So you just have to wait for your nervous system to realize there's nothing wrong and to stop freaking out. Not only does it take time for the panic attack to subside, but now that I'm experiencing them back to back, and every day I'm already triggered and it's going to take time for my whole system to relax again. I hope that makes sense. Cutting down on caffeine. This one sucks. To avoid headaches, I'm switching to low caffeine tea for now instead of my morning coffee. I'm also, com I'm also completely taking THC out of my daily life and I'm so sad about that. And sidebar, you guys. This year of our Lord, 2023, I am still THC free. Unfortunately, I have been most of this year. I can't imbibe, even though I love it, because it just messes with my anxiety and it sucks. But you got to do what you got to do. Anyway, back to the blog. 
Normally, medical marijuana is God sent to me and it has really helped me a lot every single day. However, I do know that there are times when my love of weed, especially my favorite sativa strains, are not conductive to my anxiety. So I haven't had any of my medical marijuana gummies, nor have I been smoking for the last couple weeks. Then I watch these live cams of relaxing kittens sleeping and playing. These live feeds have helped me so much. I recently started taking magnesium supplements and the science behind how much it helps can't be ignored. I take Pharmagaba for anxiety and I just ordered some more. I also just had my anxiety medication dosage up, so I'm waiting patiently for that to kick in. My plan for tonight is to smell my lavender essential oil, sit in a low light room reading a book to distract myself, maybe put on a Disney movie like Fantasia and try to zone out too. I can't just lay there existing in this altered reality where I think I'm dying. I can't stay in that place anymore. I got to say that it always helps to make sure you see your doctor regularly and double check that nothing indeed is wrong with your heart. I've had that proven to me time and time again. I'm healthy because I got checked out, so that's a good place to start. But also, I know that our healthcare workers are tired right now, and that's an understatement. I don't want to bother them with my neurotic worries. Not that panic attacks aren't serious or shouldn't be taken seriously, but when you're a seasoned veteran like me, and even I am getting duped by the panic attack monster, you begin to learn after a while that you are fine and it's going to be all right. Say it with me. It's going to be all right. I'll see you here tomorrow. And then I add at the bottom, P.S. Just adding before I post this th today that last night I was panic attack free. I'm so happy. I got some much needed sleep. I did sleep through my planned morning meditation with my boo Sienna. However, I am loving how glowy and happy my skin and face looks because of the good night's sleep and how good I feel inside. Plus, I can join in via recording of the meditation from this morning. Oh, that's right. That's when my friend Sienna was doing like meditation time in the morning for her job and like broadcasting it. You guys know Sienna because she's been on the podcast. I think her episode was called um, Hot Girl Talk. And it's one of my most listened to episodes, honestly. So that's cool. So this next um, blog post should be juicy, I think, because it's called Telling My Family the Truth. And I'm thinking it's all about like COVID and the vaccine and then it gets into some other stuff. So let's just break this shit down. It starts with, hey guys, welcome back to my Yule blog. My therapist is sick today. I remember that my therapist got COVID and was out for like six weeks and it was horrible. My therapist is sick today, so I'll have to just talk to you guys, LOL. We're getting closer to Christmas. Do you feel magic in the year? Sometimes I do but I really have to work for it. I'm really having a hard time with the fact that I most likely won't be seeing my family for Christmas and probably not until we get all get vaccinated. I know most people are still choosing to see their families, but I just can't imagine how it's worth risking it because you guys, my health anxiety is so bad. So I just was like in a panic during this phase of life. If Eddie and I were to get COVID and get hospitalized, we would not only lose all of our savings, but would probably have to sell our house. And with everything else being so up in the air, I just can't imagine taking the risk. My cost for being hospitalized for one day for fluids and an ECG was over $800. And that's with health insurance. That we pay $750 a month for. This is like bogus. Like it's such a racket. If I catch this damn thing and I have to go to the hospital for oxygen or anything like that, I don't want to look back and wish I would have just waited. I just keep trying to remind myself of these facts so I so that I remember why I'm putting myself through this torture. The truth is, we don't know if Eddie and I have it. 
And we still don't know if people who just had it can or can't spread it. We also aren't 100% sure that those who've had it won't catch it again. It seems even the vaccine isn't a for sure yet either. Spoiler alert, it's not. After I get the vaccine and finish the second dose, I'm running to my family's homes and staying there for a solid week. LOL, if they'll have me. If you are like me and sacrificing your need to see your family and you're desperate and need to socialize, you aren't the only one. I personally don't know of anyone else besides maybe one or two people who are making the same sacrifices. Just know that you aren't alone or crazy or stupid. Sometimes I still have to talk myself out of that one. I don't want anyone to think I'm abandoning them. I'm sure mostly people understand that. I shipped out some Christmas gifts today. I shouldn't have waited so long. Oops. I've been shipping out Christmas gifts since I moved to California in 2009. It's gotten way too expensive. I have dramatically cut down on who I buy gifts for. I used to buy a couple things for every single person in my family and even friends, and it was so fun. I miss doing it. But when you don't even get replies back or thank yous for most of them, eh, it gets a little old. I started making donations in people's names, but even then, sometimes people don't respond. I did get a few gifts for some family members this year, but I really, truly love and care about and a few items for people that were very inexpensive. But now I'm thinking even that isn't worth it as I just shipped off four very small and light packages all within the United States and it costs 40 bucks. I feel like that's nothing now, only three years later. It'll probably cost me like three times that to like mail two packages to California. I didn't even choose rapid shipping or anything. Yikes. But either way, giving and receiving gifts is one of my favorite things about Christmas. I've been saving up to buy Christmas presents every year since I was in second grade. I'm not kidding. I would save up money from chores and jobs, and it was a tradition that my grandpa would match the money that I saved, and then he and or my mom would take me shopping. I always bought my friends gifts in school as well. I remember in high school making gifts and buying my friends incense, candles, lip gloss, and picture frames from the dollar store. In fact, I still think the dollar store is a great place to get little stocking stuffers and other fun things that maybe no one would buy for themselves, but are fun to have anyhow. I used to make my own poetry books and give them as gifts as well. I always daydreamed about being a writer when I grew up. And now, look, here I am writing to you for a meager living. But even so, I'm a quote-unquote writer. Do you like to make gifts for Christmas? What are you doing with your family this year? Please know that if you choose to see your family, that I'm obviously not against that at all. In fact, I'm very happy for you and maybe even a little jealous. I wish I had the balls to pull the trigger. I want to live vicariously through you. Are your plans to get tested first? Or maybe you've all had it and feel the risk is too narrow to care? Either way, tell me about it. I love hearing about what other families get to do, especially now that I am mostly working from home and don't get to talk to people about anything. To be honest, though, I felt like I never had the time to chit-chat with anyone while I was working outside of the house at my last job. Maybe every once in a while we would have time to talk, but mostly I worked by myself or we weren't allowed to have small talk with each other because we were supposed to be doing other things quietly while concentrating on our work. That sounds like a typical job. <laughs> or maybe that rule was just for me. Gotta keep the girl with the ADHD in line. There were many times I had to work alone in the basement while everyone else got to work upstairs, and that made me feel kind of depressed. Yeah, I was kind of treated like shit at that job. Let's be real, I really was. And the bathroom was disgusting there, too. Ugh, retail is a hell. Anyway, but then you have crowds of people upstairs not wearing their masks correctly, and then we're supposed to tell them they're not wearing their masks correctly. So annoying. There are many opportunities in the works, and for now, I'm doing mortuary transport jobs for the county with my husband, and the pay is fantastic. We're still doing that to this day, and many more. 
Not to mention, it's a public service I can do that helps our community and I can use my compassion. I don't get grossed out and creeped out like most people do. To me, death is just a part of life. Ain't that the truth? This next one I'm kind of excited to read because it sounds tumultuous. It's called Learning to Ride the Roller Coaster of Life. And this was also posted in 2020. It was published December 17th. And I say, boy, this time of year sure can be hard. I'm just having a hard time with depression constantly trying to push its way through. If it's not soaring anxiety and panic attacks, then it's the depression monster telling me I'm not good enough. So I'm just really struggling with that today. I did make a really big batch of colorful salsa. <laughs> Got that going for me. I learned while studying nutrition in college that you should eat a rainbow every day. I think today I'll share my special salsa recipe, which honestly, guys, it's so good and it's really good for the holidays because you get your veggies in. It's loaded with lots of beans and veggies. Did you know that red peppers have more vitamin C than oranges? That's right. One cup of red bell peppers contains as much vitamin C as three oranges. If you're feeling a little under the weather or need a colorful pick-me-up, give this salsa salad a try. And you do um, half of a white onion diced, five large tomatoes diced, one yellow, green, orange, and red bell pepper diced, two cans of corn that you rinse in a colander, two cans of black beans that you rinse in a colander, fresh cilantro to taste, and ground cumin to taste. I like to make shredded chicken nachos in the oven and then pour this salad over the nachos. So good. What healthy snacks do you like to make around the holidays? I'm trying hard to get through this depression right now, so I'm sorry if I don't have much to say. Last night, we went on another wonderful Christmas light walk in our neighborhood, and I was thinking about Peanut being up in the sky and dancing with the northern lights. I miss her so much. Our first holidays without her. Even so, I feel like it isn't even the same world anymore that she existed in with us. It's definitely not the same life. She left us right as the lockdown started in March. It's just so different now. I don't think she'd even recognize it. I wanted to feel more like myself and put on makeup and get dressed up. I really want to cheer up Eddie's day because I know how hard he is working. Working a full-time job, which is currently super busy, while trying to start your own business and doing a side gig as well. Whew, what a life we chose. What a crazy time. I guess it's okay to feel exhausted because gestures broadly toward the world. But I don't know how down on myself I'm feeling. I've been having to work double, triple hard to even be functioning the last several weeks. I just emailed my mama and made an analogy that made a lot of sense to me. So lately, I've been feeling like I'm on a violent ride or going through severe turbulence. It just feels dangerous and scary. However, I remember growing up, I hated roller coasters and was terrified of them. I really didn't give them a chance until the last couple years. I'm a huge Disney fanatic, a Disney adult, this we know. God, I miss Disney World so much. Anyway, I wanted to experience the rides so badly, so I had to get over my fear. I learned to view the rides as fun instead of turbulent, violent, and scary. I think that's what I need to do right now. I need to view this part of life as a fun, quote-unquote, ride. And yes, it's scary, and my adrenaline is pumping, in parentheses, panic attacks. But it's also a lot of new experiences that will be worth it in the end. So maybe, if I just keep reminding myself of that Disney analogy, I'll stop feeling like shit for being scared and embrace the scariness. So there's a new coping skill I just invented. 
Tonight I know that Eddie will help me get out of the house and we'll go for a drive and see more Christmas lights and nature. And I love looking at the bay and remember why we live here. It's so beautiful. Thank you for being here with me in the scary time. Just know that this is a safe place for us both. You and me can stay in here in this safe place and ride out the storm. We'll try to have fun while we're at it. I really like that post. It is another one that's very close to who I am at my core. I should do a whole podcast episode about Peanut. If you guys don't know who Peanut is, she's my very best friend. She was the cat that I adopted when I was 19. And she was my college roommate and moved out with me to California and back. And um, she had kidney disease, so she had to have fluids every day in her last like year or two of life. She means the world to me. I had some of her cremains made into a cremation stone. Um, she actually inspired a lot of blog posts on here. So I think I'm going to do a special podcast episode about uh, pet loss and pet grief. And pet my cat bean while I'm recording it because it's going to be tough and probably a tearjerker. But I just want to set the mood right now, guys. Like, I'm sitting cozy at home alone. Eddie is out embalming. My dollhouse has the Christmas lights on. I've got a Christmassy falling snow YouTube video on. The lights are twinkly. I've got my favorite Bath and Body Works Christmas tree candle burning. I've got incense going. It's so cozy. The snow's outside. My chickens are tucked in safely and sleeping. I love it. Perfect to set the scene for this last blog post. This one is called Still Bah Humbuggin'. <laughs> and this actually was written in 2017, so it's an older one. And it starts, I'm totally buggin'. And if you didn't just picture Cher Horowitz, Horowitz, you are not the clueless fanatic that I am. Can I go back in time to 1996 when I got the VHS for Christmas and watched it 24-7? Oh, that was such a great time. Oh, my God. I wore that tape out. And if you don't know what buggin' means, here you go. And then I think I, I think it goes to... Oh, it's an article on mental floss about the different slang terms from clueless. And it says buggin' means freaking out. And it's from at least the early 1990s and probably originated in rap and hip hop culture. The word might come from an earlier meaning of bug to noy or pester. Anyway. And then I say... If you do know it, do know the word and the movie, click that link anyway, because that was a good article for reminiscing. I love Mental Floss, the website. And if you didn't get the whole bah humbug mashed with buggin', I am procrastinating. If you're, if you're still bah humbugging, me fucking too. Holiday depression and all year depression combine into a powerful duo that socks me out and usually leaves me drooling in the corner or in bed and down for the count. It's always gets its most powerful, usually right before Christmas Day or on Christmas Day. I guess because everything is done and I'm supposed to enjoy myself now. Right now, as in today, and the last three or four days, I have been very depressed. I know when it's at its worst when it involves physical pain as well. My body hurts so bad and I'm so cramped up that it's really hard to even type this. But I view writing this post as a pro-mental health choice. So I'm going to finish. You go, girl. If you feel like me right now, let's go down our checklist of things we do to stave off depression and other mental illness-related related symptoms. Eating healthy. Check. Okay, a few more extra calories of sugar than normal. Candy is everywhere. 
Two, exercise, check. In this past week, I've gone for a walk with my husband, did 40 minutes cardio on the elliptical, and did two Fitbit trainer workouts. Number three, mindfulness meditation, kind of check. I had my husband sit down with me on Saturday and do a nice 15-minute body release meditation together. We both felt amazing afterwards and even noticed our ability to deal with stress the rest of the day and night was much stronger. Going to therapy, check. Number five, engaging with others, check. Went to the Christmas party that I was involved with the planning for and I have kept in touch with my family back home on the phone. Number six, leaving the house, check. Walks, errands, therapy, etc. I was doing good that week. Number seven, practicing positive moments and acknowledging gratefulness. Check. Even if I am home alone, which I often am, I am always sure to say thank you out loud when something happens that I view as a sign pointing me in the right direction. So, unsurprisingly, I'm actually having a full-blown depression episode. However, us mental illness sufferers are not alone this time of year. Everyone suffers in some way from the added stress of the holidays. Yes, everyone. I'll give you an example. On my flight home from Michigan, I picked up a couple more magazines at the airport to occupy myself. I am a magazine addict. That was definitely something I left behind in my past life because that's just too much clutter. At this point in my trip, I had pretty much every December issue I was interested in and was down to Martha Stewart's living. I enjoyed some of the fun articles on how to make ridiculously hard things, such as Santa's Alpine Ski Chalet. I'm tempted to make it, though, to be honest. Who doesn't enjoy a nice A-frame house with cozy edible stone fireplace? That sounds hard. As I was paging through domestic bliss while soaring 3,000 miles in the air, I found a page with a sad-faced gingerbread man cookie. It was an article in the Good Living Health section titled, All the Feels. This was the last thing I expected to be in her magazine. After All the Feels comes the subheading. Emotions run extra high this time of year, spanning the good, the bad, and totally unexpected. Raise your hand if you've ever welled up just hearing all Lang Syne. Here's how to ride the wave and help friends or family through any troughs. I was still skeptical, but read on. Each symptom of holiday stress or sadness was given a tongue-in-cheek and or spot-on label. Examples include Norman Rockwell syndrome, which I can't decide if I suffer from because I don't live in that era, nor am I stressing over a huge family dinner with matching silver and china sets. And the red, red and green blues, huffy host complex, and the straightforward case of the why bothers and guilty feelings. When I saw the guilty feelings heading, I almost yelled out loud, that's me. I feel guilty all the time about anything and everything. I have had a feeling of immense guilt my entire life. Sidebar, you guys, I think I've gotten over that now. Good for me. Anyway, if you don't suffer from this symptom, it's really hard to explain and even harder to live with. But here's a pretty decent summary of what it feels like, which is a link to an article. I could and probably should do an entire post devoted to the undeserved and unseen guilt and shame associated with depression, how it often starts in childhood. To see in Martha's Magazine an article touching on mental health and even the taboo of familial guilt was and still is somehow comforting. And just now, as I wrote that last sentence and finished typing out the word comforting, I glanced over to the article I had ripped out. I wrote at the beginning of this post that the face on the cookie was sad. I have had this picture hung up in front of my desk for a couple weeks, as I often do, as I often do have torn out magazine pages on my wall for inspiration. I'll leave the ripped pages hanging on the wall until I do what was needed or write about what I wanted to say, and the next new thing comes along. But just now, after taking it off the wall, I noticed something odd and also comforting. 
The article's picture of the gingerbread man cookie is actually smiling. I think that is my quote-unquote sign to go ahead and get off the computer and start some holly jolly laundry. Thanks for listening to me vent. If you need to vent, you know how to get at me. Leave your rage on my page and I promise I won't mind. Happy holidays. That is a good article from the early days of my blog. You guys, I think that's it for the blogs today. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen with me. And don't forget to, I know you guys are doing such an amazing job of sharing this podcast with your friends and family, but don't forget to share again because I love this family we're creating and it's really important to um, spread the word about mental health and mental illness and the stigma and how writing can help so much. By the time you guys listen to this episode, it'll be Wednesday and I'll be done with statistics. Yep. Next Tuesday night, I'm taking my final exam. And I have a few more tutor appointments left before then, so I think I might be in pretty good shape. We shall see. Either way, I think it's safe to say I'm going to pass the class and move on. And next semester, I'll be doing neuroscience and more stats and research methods. So this is definitely my year of school year of science. That's for sure. So if you're listening to this, give me a shout out. Uh, oh, congratulations. Congratulations, future Lindsay, for finishing statistics. You put in another hard, hard semester of good work, girl. Good job. And good job to you, too, for doing everything that you do and for listening to me talk and for letting me call you a Lindsay lover. <laughs> All right, guys. Also, check out my blog at lindsayloomis.com. I'm doing Blogmas this year, which is a blog every day, the month of December. So go check that out. Find me on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. I love you guys so much. And I will see you back here next Wednesday on another episode of Love, Lindsay.